Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you're joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me via the YouTube channel, make sure that you like and subscribe. Um, stay tuned. I have a my first um, article college football betting article article coming out today on the athletic it might already be up um go and check that out check all the places that you see me um post and you'll probably see that i've posted that article somewhere if you're not a member of the athletic um you should be go in go and get that subscription and then you know make comments on my on my picks do you do you agree do you disagree why do you agree why do you disagree um i am focusing on the group of um, group of five or group of six excuse me and the fcs so if you wonder why you don't see your favorite household name um team that's why Um, i'm trying to i'm trying to stay focused in on a particular grouping so the group of six and the fcs um my my best bets of the week or just my intriguing bets of the week. Sometimes I don't do best bets because it gets boring just picking all of the blowouts. One of the things I wanted to um, talk about, it was big cuts made in the NFL yesterday. Um, one of them including um, one Cameron Newton being cut from the Patriots. And it, it made me start thinking like, we, we, we've always operated in football as if it's a meritocracy. But the truth is, is that the NFL is not a meritocracy. It's not. Um, the best players don't always win the spots. The best players are not all in the NFL. People will tell you that the best players are all in the NFL the same way that they will tell you that all of the best players are in the NBA. But the truth is, that's not the case. If you look around at the backup quarterback situation in almost every NFL team, you can tell that the best players are not in the NFL. They'll tell you, oh, well, it's just not, there's just not 30 starting quarterbacks in the league. Well, excuse me, if every year the top teams, there are five, four, five quarterbacks that go in the first round that are all claimed to be franchise quarterbacks, then can someone please explain to me why there are not 30 quarterbacks in the NFL? That doesn't make any sense to me. If there are not 30 quarterbacks in the NFL, then how is it that every year we are drafting four and five quarterbacks in the first round? I don't know. It and and and, and furthermore, when we look at when we look at um, how the NFL is structured, we have to consider things that we probably should not have to consider when we're talking about whether or not the best quarterbacks are in the NFL. 
can you afford to have two really good quarterbacks on your team? Well, if you're um, the New Orleans Saints, you can. And you, you were able to get Teddy Bridgewater for dirt cheap. And you were able to get Jameis Winston for dirt cheap. But eventually, you have to pay those guys. I think Baltimore is in a situation where they have two really good quarterbacks, but that just became because nobody drafted Tyler Huntley um, with with the with the draft pick that was respectable, even though he was one of the best quarterbacks in college. So if we look down the if we look down the list, right, and, and and indulge me for a second because it's not just the quarterback position, but I think the quarterback position highlights the fact that a lot of these narratives that we say don't actually exist 2016 um jared goff carson wentz paxton lynch are all first round quarterbacks two of those guys are still considered starters 2015 Jameis winston um marcus mariota winston still considered a starter 2014, Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater was the last one. Bridgewater is now starting for the Broncos. 2013 is EJ Manuel. Okay. 2012, Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin III, Ryan Tannehill, who's starting for the Titans. 2011, the aforementioned Cam Newton and a bunch of garbage that they all tried to tell us was better than Cam Newton. Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, Christian Ponder, stop it. 2010, Sam Bradford and Tim Tebow. I still can't believe that Tim Tebow went 25th overall or that Sam Bradford went number one. That is crazy to me. 2009, Mark, um, Matthew Stafford, Mark Sanchez, and Josh Freeman. Wow, blast from the past, Josh Freeman. 2008, Matt Ryan. So Matt Stafford still starting. Matt Ryan still starting. 2007, Jamarcus Russell, Brady Quinn, 06, Vince Young, Liner and Cutler, 05, Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers. He's still starting. 2006, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, who is still starting, and J.P. Lossman. 2003, Palmer Leftwich, Bowler Grossman. You get it, right? Get it. And that's just back starting at um, 2016. If every year, if every year we're taking first round quarterbacks, how are you keep how do you keep telling us there's not 30 starting quarterbacks? How is that possible? Like at some point, at some point you're gonna have to like explain to me how we don't have any quarterbacks, any starters in the NFL or enough starters in the NFL to go around because it doesn't make any sense to me. For instance, 2017, Trubisky, Mahomes, and Watson. Mahomes and Watson, Watson are both starters. 2018, Mayfield, Darnold, Allen, Rosen, and Lamar Jackson. That's five quarterbacks, All, um, four of them start. Three of them are going to get re-upped or I've already gotten re-upped for um, brand new deals. 
2019, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, two of the three are starting. So I, I'm I'm struggling to understand. If all of if 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 the best quarterbacks are in the NFL, then why is it when we look on these rosters, we see names of guys at quarterback? Who should never be playing quarterback in the NFL? What happened to all of these first round picks? Where did they all go? The situation with Cam Newton being cut from the Patriots, in my mind, and I'll just go from mine, because I know there's a narrative out there with a lot of people who were waiting on Cam Newton to be bad because they never liked the idea of Cam Newton in the first place. But Mac Jones didn't win that competition. Mac Jones performed decently. Don't get me wrong. He performed decently. I have no problem with the Patriots making Mac Jones their starting quarterback. And here's why. Because it's not about who was better. They went out and drafted the polar opposite type of quarterback from Cam Newton which told me they were looking for something different than Cam Newton. They found something different than Cam Newton. They, instead of just, if you look at the play calling last year, I mean, before COVID, quarterback power runs and stuff like that. Not the Tom Brady playbook, catch, step and throw, catch, step and throw because they felt as if Cam Newton couldn't do that. Now, whether or not that's real, I can't tell you I'm not inside the locker room. I'm not on the practice field. A lot of other people will tell you it's because Cam Newton can't do it, but they have no facts to back that up. They're just talking. Now, I personally believe, because I saw him do it in his MVP year, that he has the ability to catch step and throw. He has the ability to get rid of the ball quickly, on time. I also believe that he doesn't have to do that because his superior athletic gifts, even still at this age, which is not old, he's only 30, 31, I believe, his superior athletic gifts, like Steve Young, allows him to hold on to the ball longer than someone has to normally, longer than you would want Tom Brady holding on to the ball because he's able to shake off defenders and keep the keep the thing going. So he didn't lose that job because Matt Jones was better. He lost that job because Matt Jones made sense. Once again, they drafted him with the first overall pick. They drafted, not first overall pick, but with their first round pick. They drafted him being a polar opposite of what Cam Newton was. They drafted him understanding what he did at Alabama. Catch, step, throw. Get rid of the ball quickly. Not going through read progressions. Get rid of the ball quickly. Don't be afraid to check it down. They drafted him understanding that they know how to work with a quarterback like that more than they know how to work with a quarterback like Cam Newton. We saw it in Denver 
when Tim Tebow was with Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels struggled to find a game plan that fit Tim Tebow's skill set. And because of that, Tim Tebow was wildly inconsistent. Now, you have an opportunity with Cam Newton to put an offense in place and tell Cam Newton, hey, listen, we're not going to change what we do. We want you to learn it, adjust, and then come to us. And they never gave him an opportunity to do that. Not really. Their offense, pre-COVID, pre-COVID cam, was some bastardized whatever. So now, they were working with no talent last year. They were working with half a defense last year. Now they get the talent back. They get the defense back. And now they have an opportunity to set Mac Jones up for success early in his career. And they've got him on the cheap. If Cam Newton balls out, you're going to Mac Jones anyway because you're not going to pay 31, 32-year-old Cam Newton. At least the Patriots are not going to pay 31, 32-year-old Cam Newton. So why wouldn't they just have the future be now when the guy who's there is the eventual starter anyway? Makes sense. People were like, oh, well, you know, um, they were they were wrong for cutting Cam um, you know, after the preseason. Well, what were they supposed to do? Were they supposed to just, you know, cut him when they drafted Mac Jones and go, Avita Singh? What if Mac Jones is really, really horrible? That doesn't make any sense. Of course they're going to keep Cam Newton through the preseason to make sure that Mac Jones is who you say he is. Now for Cam Newton's part, he doesn't do himself any favors by not being vaccinated. Although, out of everybody who doesn't get vaccinated, I understand Cam Newton's point more than everyone else's. Because Cam Newton is somebody that doesn't believe in putting all that medicine into his body. That's why he doesn't take pain medication and all that other stuff. It's also probably why he's not able to fight through some of that. I mean, he's he's not he hasn't been able to um, endure as much because he when he's hurt, he's legitimately hurt and it's not being masked by a bunch of painkillers. So yeah, Cam Newton, who doesn't take Toradol or any of the other painkillers that they roll around like like M and M's in the NFL. He doesn't take all of that stuff. And so, of course, yeah, he's probably not going to take the, the, the vaccine. But when he doesn't do that, it opens him up for scrutiny because now what happens if he's in that locker room getting somebody infected? Or he's a starting quarterback and he's infected. And because he's infected, everybody in the locker room, everybody in the quarterback room has to go through contact tracing and miss. That's a liability, but that doesn't have anything to do with talent, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I'm telling you that the NFL is not a meritocracy. So when you add all those factors together and you add into the into the equation that if you have a wildly popular, a wildly popular leader in your locker room like Cam Newton, and he's not your starting quarterback, 
but you want your rookie quarterback to assume that role of leader, it's hard for him to do that with this giant presence looming over him. He's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger, he looks better. He's more charismatic. He fits what most of the people in that locker room are like. So that's going to be hard for Matt Jones to usurp that authority. And you almost can't have your uh, your number two quarterback being a bigger presence, more beloved than your number one quarterback. Also, anytime Matt Jones struggles, if Cam Newton is there, you're going to hear the rumblings because nobody wants to, wants to wait for the future. Everybody wants to win now. So Cam Newton had to go. I understand it. Makes sense. There's another thing in play in Cam Newton being gone is that the New England fan base as a whole, they just don't ride with Cam Newton. Man, you should have listened to the, the sports media, the sports radio in New England talk awful about Cam Newton any chance they got. You should have heard the people that I've talked that I've talked to who are Patriots fans who couldn't wait to get Mac Jones out there so much that they overhyped a performance, performances in the preseason to make it seem like this dude was Tom Brady. And then you went and looked at the stats and it was like 110 yards and no touchdowns or a hundred and something yards and in a touchdown, a hundred and something. Like, really? Oh, he outperformed Cam Newton. Where? Where? And that's Cam Newton played him par on less snaps. On less snaps. He played him par on less snaps without utilizing what all of you say is his best attribute, and that's his ability to run. Because it's the preseason. Cam Newton to be fine, by the way. Do I know what the future holds for Cam Newton? I don't. Do I think he'll end up on someone's roster? I would assume so. I mean, he's still really good. And as we discussed, there's a bunch of teams out there that need a quarterback. Still. Or need a really quality backup. Still. But was this the right move for the Patriots? Absolutely. Was this a move that was made? Was this a move that was made thinking this dude is the better quarterback. I don't believe so. It was just the move that had to be made because the NFL is not a meritocracy. If it was, if it was, then you would see some different names at various positions in the NFL. Sometimes a guy loses his job just because he costs too much money. That is not a meritocracy. Sometimes a guy loses his job in the NFL because he doesn't get along with the other guys. That's not a meritocracy. Your performance on the field should be the only thing that matters when it comes to football, as long as you're not doing something detrimental to the team. And yet, we see a bunch of times guys who lose their job on the field and there's no recourse. 
They lose their job on the field and there's no answers. They don't get another job for whatever reason. Most guys in the NFL don't retire. They are retired. Most guys in the NFL don't decide to hang it up. The NFL decides we're done. Even if they're still better than other people in their position, because it's not a meritocracy. It is situational. It is, it is ideal fits. It's not meritocracy. It is fan base driven. It's not meritocracy. So when you're looking at your team and you're looking over the net on the sideline when they scan to the quarterbacks, ask, your, ask yourself, do we have the best backup quarterback in the NFL? Most likely, your answer is going to be no. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me. Wherever you are joining me, rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're joining me anywhere else, thank you. We'll see you later. Peace. Thank you.